0: Hey guys, uh, it's been a lot going on here. I know um, this concept that keeps coming back to me again. Like we were talking about the RES, about how different things will will stand out. You hear the same thing over and over, but different things stand out to you when you rewatch them. Re because the way human nature works is you start to, I guess, you start to relate it more. You know, in a conversation between two people, um, you know what tends to happen is when you you're hearing someone talk, you're thinking, "How does this relate to me?" So I feel like. Now that i 've been um you know consuming more more content and like looking back at stuff that like a lot of stuff has really happened with all this and of course i I really want to like record my journey here but um i've got a lot to co- catch up on here, which is uh first thing is just like I looked back on the Enneagram and I was looking at en- and that that 's something i I did look up a bit. You know after the myers-briggs type type indicator because it was kind of like a conjunction thing with it too and you know i figured like i i look at it now and i'm like i i went through a phase where i'm like holy shit like i lied to myself kind of about like which enneagram i was because i thought i was an ENT myers-briggs entp uh eight wing seven where i'm actually a entp seven wing eight you know, and I was, I was lying to myself because I was looking at the, um, you know, the growth part of uh, the Enneagram and, and for Enneagram eight, which is, you know, you got to be self-restraining and all that. But more importantly, there's also Enneagram seven, which like kind of more applies to me, which is that, you know, that I, Enneagram seven's like a, You know, it says this: the brilliant, quick-minded, agile mind, but scatterbrained and everywhere, and has like does like a lot of things, um, and knows and is masterful at a lot of things. But because of that, does not know how to how to master that one thing. You know how to, and they they distract themselves by you know stimulating themselves more and more and with, with me, I feel like I've, I've kind of done that by like, you know, consuming more uh, personal development content and uh, other videos and stuff. Not to say that's bad. Um, you know, cause there's, there's definitely like balances there. Um, but definitely one of my goals going forward is to have is to stick true to, to, to one of my primary goals when I, well, I'm on, I'm on spring break now. So vacation is when I get, so I'm just gonna, you know, relax, you know, I, Believe it's nice to do that. But when I get back, I think one of my key goals will be to uh, be able to focus intently on following through, being appreciative. Um, you know, this is again from the Enneagram Institute website about how to grow yourself, which is f- following through, which is again in parallel with the ENTP, you know, ha- having problems following through. I mean, I've looked at also at ENTP personal growth and Enneagram personal growth. So, following through is one of them and uh, becoming appreciative of uh you know of just the the normalities of daily life and just uh, just trying to yeah that that those two are just really important i i feel like um and i feel like it's it's good to become masterful at that and um a big part of self-awareness i think comes in three stages you know where um you know we we all know strength finders we all hear about that about how Strength Finders is, is, is about focus. You should let, focus all on your strengths and just forget about your weaknesses. Um, here's my take on it. There's really three stages to just development. The first one is you're kind of becoming aware of it. You know who you are and you have like a certain personality affinity as well. The second, but it's kind of, it can be unhealthy at times, you know, meaning uh, you have weaknesses, you know, and those weaknesses are apparent. Stage two, I believe, is when we become like a well-rounded individual, I believe this is where we address our weaknesses, you know, to a certain extent, though, we're because, you know, we try to be well-rounded. I believe, you know, school, society, or whatever, you know, they try to make us address our weaknesses, you know. For example, if you're weak in emotional intelligence, you should read a book in emotional intelligence. But then the thing is, once you get to that, I believe there's a third stage to that, which is forget all that. Because I believe, like, I mean, you can address your weaknesses and minimize the impact of them, but then you switch to stage three, which is kind of you know, forgetting about your weaknesses. I mean, you can go back to it whenever you need to fix it or you need to address it or being aware or slowing down when you need to, you know, do something that's not pertaining to your weaknesses, but you just focus all in on your strengths. And I feel like that really uh, makes you kind of like a more wholesome, a more core like person because in this way i mean you know that there's there's weaknesses there and they tell you you like not to focus on them i say focus on them but there's a phase you go through before you go back you kind of like revert back to your your state of being of being yourself you know kind of like stage one stage two stage three stage three is like reverting back to stage one except in the fact that you're become masterful at just like addressing your weaknesses so stage two is like you're kind of becoming this well-rounded person but i believe like there's a stage three transition where you're going all in on yourself, and you're just being yourself. At the same time, you know, making sure your weaknesses are minimized, you know? I feel like that's kind of, um, you know, this is also combining ideas. I, I've, I'm, I'm synthesizing ideas, too, from David Data about how a masculine-feminine uh, polarity relationship should work, which is stage one, stage two, stage three relationship, stage one. Uh, what David Data says is, um, you know, you have... Uh, it's it's called masculine and feminine codependence. Right. So then it's in the so you kind of depend on each other, uh, on your energies of who you are, right? Then you become stage two where it's kind of like independence. Um actually maybe I should search this up. Hold on. Three stages of relationship. Whoopsies. Uh, let's see here. Uh let's see if I can find this again. Stage two is where you're kind of independent. Ah, yes. So stage one's dependent relationship. Stage two is a, kind of like a 50-50 relationship. And then stage three, and this is uh, Spiritual Works by David Data on, you know, relationships. Stage three comes about, which is intimate. Com- so stage one, dependent relationship. Stage two, 50-50 relationship. Stage three, intimate communion. So you start off kind of, um, a stage. what stage three is, is you you're giving you giving all of yourself to that you you revert back to your masculine and feminine polarities but in a healthy way in a spiritual more divine way and just combining those ideas with like self-awareness i feel like it's really relevant you know and you know this i i've also gotten i uh i've also seen parallels of this too, to to uh, what what a uh, professor at my university UCSD at my university said cuz i i i was always um, talking about like this uh, mastery effect where like you're... Like I was playing chess one day and like I played chess for a long time and then like just suddenly... I had, like, this click one day, right, where I just started playing at a another different level. I, I I couldn't understand it, but, like, and I would watch, like, films and TVs and see how people mastered how, like, they were like, oh, you jump to a different level. You jump to the – I'm like, what's that click? What's that click? You know, I was so curious about that click. I went to ask the teacher about this. You know, I was like, is there, like, some si- some science about this? Apparently, she says there was. It's called the, the plateau effect, you know, about how um, – you know, and, and deliberate practice. And there's like some science. There's some real science behind this where if you keep practicing at a skill and you honing your craft, eventually like you'll reach a plateau, but the plateau means that you're about to jump to another level of mastery. You know? So first you kinda like hate the plateau, but then you, you, you encounter but or there's no plateau and then you, you encounter the plateau, you hate the plateau, but then like and you learn to love the plateau and then you need the plateau because the plateau means you're gonna you're gonna aim for that next level of mastery as well. So I think that's really cool when it comes to, like, self-awareness and all those kind of, like, all aligning, those ideas aligning. So that was just, like, one thing <laughs> that's um been going on with me, you know? Um, yeah, I um, think I'll... Yeah, I think I'm going to really focus and hone in on that when I get back from spring break. And, uh, you know, I'm just... It's been really nice the last couple of days. I've been, oh, <laughs> a lot of, again, about like re-watching, re going back. Um, uh, for Spring Break, I've been like going back and rewatching Guardians of the Galaxy. It's been really nice. Um, you know, just relaxing here with my family. I uh, it's just nice. And uh, yeah, hope to talk to you guys soon. All right. See you guys later. It's Norse on self-awareness.